0: All right. Welcome, everybody. It is Tuesday, December the 14th, 2021. And uh, we're continuing our readings through um, Advent. And today we come to the one of the really good ones, man. One of the really good ones. Uh, Isaiah chapter 9 is the first reading we'll do this morning. And um, hey, also, just a little housekeeping thing. Yesterday, I, I talked about the fact that one of the uh, the newer edition of the book that we're going through uh, the minister's prayer book uh, with doberstein as the editor uh, the newer version which is has a blue cover it um, it is very different totally different than what I'm doing um, but I got my uh, the edition that I ordered yesterday it, I ordered it and it came in yesterday and it actually it uh, is exactly the same as what I'm doing. It's uh it's just kind of a mar- uh, kind of maroon cover with a box. It just says uh, Minister's Prayer Book, and it's the exact same one I have. So that one, if you happen to have gotten that one, then you're you're get, you're reading the same thing that I'm reading, um, and it, it is the twenty. It's the it's the t- 1986 edition as well. So. Uh, so apparently they changed it in 2020 significantly, but in uh, but I was able to find that edition still available, and, which I needed because this uh, this one, as I said, I've had this since I was in seminary since uh, 1997, and it's kind of fallen apart, guys. I mean, you know the the, uh, the covers getting pulled off, and uh, it's been well worn, and but you know I'm I'm kind of I kind of want to keep reading out of it because, it's, I mean, it's, I'm I'm it's kind of attached to it. Even though it's falling apart, it feels weird to throw it aside and read out of the new one. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you feel me on that, but I just, I don't know. It's an emotional attachment. We, we've been through a lot. We've been through a lot together. <laughs> me and that original that original OG devotional, Minister's Prayer Book. Um, but anyway, we're reading, uh, we're in the third week of Advent. So, uh, like, uh, you know, so consistent with that, we're reading uh, the readings of Advent and we're in the third Sunday or the third week of Advent. The theme for this week, um, this entire week of readings is Behold, it comes from Malachi chapter 3, verse 1. Behold, I send my messenger to prepare the way before me. Preparation. Uh, behold, I send my messenger to prepare the way before me. Malachi 3, one. So that's kind of the theme through the whole thing, the whole week of readings. But today we're going to dive in first to Isaiah chapter nine. I'm excited. Are you guys, are you guys excited? I'm excited. I'm going to preach on that this weekend. Um, you know, we're doing this Christmas Carol big week at Bayside guys, man, the cast and Crew of the Christmas Carol experience are working and spending many hours this week making it awesome for everyone. Uh, every rehearsals every night this week. Um, I know this because two of my family members are in it, um, and so yeah. So it's going to be awesome. Hopefully you've RSVP'd for that. I know if you're in Ohio or Virginia or wherever, that's you know that's this is more of a local issue. But uh, yeah, so that's going on Friday at seven, Saturday at four, and Saturday at seven. It's pretty full, so uh, make sure you RSVP. Very full. Over 1,200 people signed up for the uh, three shows. Combined, not counting the cast, which the cast probably 40, 40 people. So it's gonna be a great great weekend. Um, yeah. So hopefully you guys plan to attend. It will not be online. I've been asked that a bunch of times. Will not be online, will not be streamed, it will be recorded, but that will not be available till probably January sometime. Um, so um, yeah, so it's gonna be big, man. It's gonna be big, it's gonna be awesome, whole experience. So check it out online, BaysideChurch.net. You can get all the information about it there. Um, If you, um, you know, if you ask real nice, they may be able to find you a spot. (laughs) We're not going to turn anyone away, guys. But we just can't guarantee um, seats for everyone who does not, who do, the ones who do not RSVP. Um, So uh, the RSVPs will be accommodated first in terms of seating. So. If there's none left, there's none left. So, um, all that, all that, and then a week after that, we have Christmas Eve. Man, it's a lot of this big stuff going on. I got so much work to do, guys. I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. All right, but I am preaching on this Sunday. This Sunday, I'm going to preach from this passage as we go through the Christmas Carol. I'm going to be focusing on in on the character Bob Cratchit and Tiny Tim and their suffering and their hardship and uh, yeah. You know, sometimes people get into the Christmas season, it brings back hardship, brings back some pain, hurt. And so um, Christmas speaks to that. Isaiah chapter 9 speaks to that, guys. Nevertheless, here we go. Let's do it. You ready? You know we do. You know we do. We read. We pray. We change the world. I'm excited. I'm excited about this verse. I love this verse. I read it every year, at least once a year, right, at Christmas, but it's just awesome. Nevertheless, remember Isaiah, 700 years before Jesus, prophesying to to the southern kingdom of Judah. And um, he says, nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. That's the good news of Christmas, man. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. Now, interestingly enough, when the in the Assyrian invasion that happened in 722 BC, uh, that region was particularly hard hit, just leveled. Just all of the northern kingdom was occupied by Assyria in 722 and destroyed uh, significantly, but the land of Zebulun and Naphtali, the northern kingdoms of Israel, uh, were particularly annihilated uh and uh we're, we're in a great great distress um so it's just a this is poignant talk here there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress in the past he humbled the land of zebulun and the land of natali but in the future he will honor Gal- galilee of the nations by the way of the sea beyond the jordan the people walking in darkness have seen a great light On those living in the land of deep distress, a light has dawned. It's going to come out of Galilee preaching when Jesus announced, the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. A great light has dawned. Uh, Galilee. Verse 3. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest. As warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder, for as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them. Oh, man. Remember the Midians and Gideon. Remember Gideon, the warrior Gideon, who, you know, hey, rise, mighty warrior. Gideon was hiding in the wine press. But God used Gideon to destroy the Midians who were an oppressive ruler of the Israelites. And here the ancient prophet is saying there's going to be more rejoicing among the people of God, among the righteous than they did when when we saw the the cruel Midianites defeated. Mm. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them. Oh man, aren't you glad? Look, aren't you glad that Jesus shatters the yoke that burdens us? Jesus said what? My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Mm. you don't have to carry it all, man. You know, one of the things, and I'm going to share this on the Sunday after Christmas. I'm to, there's an online-only service, and I'm going to share it, kind of unpack some of the lessons I learned from my sabbatical. But one of the things that God showed me was um, it's, a, it's a blessing to realize you're non-essential. <laughs> now, at first, it's weird. And it doesn't mean you're not valuable but it's a blessing to realize that your 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 everything doesn't rest on you that you're not that essential that god is more than sufficient to carry things and some of you need you need to hear this today some of you need to hear this today this is your word today you think that you are the essential pin that's going to hold that holds everything together and i i want to say you tell you because this is what i learned myself over the last 9 weeks from my sabbatical no you're not god is the essential link He holds all things together. You can't, I can't hold all things together. So God destroys that yoke that we put on ourselves or that others put on us that makes us think we've got to carry everything, that we've got to hold everything up. And it's a gift. One of the gifts I was given during the sabbatical was to realize, Terry, the kingdom of God, even the local church, even Bayside will go on without you. (laughs) And at first it's terrifying guys at first that realization is terrifying because we live in a world where we we've, we, we're, we have to show our worth we have to prove our worth and so the moment we feel like we're we haven't we're not proving our worth it's sort of a, a crisis but it's a gift because you don't have to prove your worth God already highly values you as a human being not a human doing that's another sermon guys. But Jesus promises and tells us that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. He is the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders and the rod of their oppressors. He's shattered it, guys. Um, Verse 5, every warrior's boot used in battle. Man, this gives me uh, goosebumps. Every warrior's boot used in battle. Every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning. Listen to that, man. Listen to that. Every warrior's boot. Every, every person who has had to go into war. every Everyone who's had to fight to keep the peace. Everyone who's had to give their life. All, every soldier's garment that was filled with blood from fighting. From striving. All of that will be rolled up and destined for burning. Wow. It will be fuel for the fire. Wow. Wow. There won't be any need for it anymore. There'll be no need for fighting. There'll be no need for war. There'll be no need for um, the striving and the conflict. And how is all this going to happen? What's going to cause the kind of... Uh, what's going to cause people living in darkness to uh, to see a great light? What's going to cause the the nation's joy to be increased? What's going to cause the people to be uh, to rejoice as in the day of Midian's defeat? What is going to shatter the yoke that burdens them? What is going to cause such a um, an outpouring of love and deliverance such that every warrior's boot used in battle? And every warrior in every uh, garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning. What what will cause that? <clears throat> what will bring that about? Verse six. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. The answer to the world's problems is a son. It's a child. The answer to the world's problems is not a new government official. The answer to the world's problems is not a new policy written. The answer to the world's problems is not a repeal of this law or that law or the institution of a new law. It's not for this party to get in power or that party to get in power or that that guy to get kicked out or this one to get kicked in. <laughs> what changes the world, guys, is a child that is born. Now you got to now you got to realize um these are pretty cosmic global conditions that will be answered by a child, be answered by a son. Um, we often think these these things are so big and so complex, and what will really change the world? What will really make a difference? Jesus will. We often think that Jesus is sort of the periphery of, of, of the world. The world's got his thing going on, Then on the side over here is the church, and, and Jesus, they do some things too. No, the center of history is a child that was born, and his people, now the church. We're not the periphery of history. The church is the center of history. We are what's happening. God's activity among his people through the world is what's happening. That's why it's so important to be connected to the local church and not just, you know, not just attending services, but being vitally involved in the local church and in the mission into the world, because that's what's happening in the world. That's history. That's where this place is going. Mm. For to us, a child is born to us. A son is given. God's giving us a son, man. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Woo! These royal titles. These are the kind of royal titles that were given to a king. And this child that's going to be born is going to be royal. But he's going to be more than royalty. He's going to be more than from the line of David. He's going to be a wonderful counselor, giving guidance and insight and wisdom a mighty god he is god in the flesh so he's not just a earthly king he's mighty god he's the lord he's i am <laughs> this is that son that can do all of the things that were promised in the first 5 verses how is he able to do how are all those things how is the paradigm going to shift so dramatically because the son that is coming the child that is coming is more than just a child the child that is coming is a counselor is god Oh, man. Everlasting Father. The child is a father. The child was from everlasting to everlasting. Before Abraham was, Jesus would say, I am. Before Abraham. I'm from everlasting to everlasting. He's everlasting Father. And he's the Prince of Peace. Mm. He's the Prince of Peace. He's the prince of peace. Man, you need peace in your life. It comes through Jesus. Maybe you need to receive that today. Maybe you need to receive that peace, the peace of God that transcends all understanding that comes through Jesus. Peace of God, the peace with God. When we have peace with God, then we receive and experience continually the peace of God. Awesome. Of the greatness of his government and peace There will be no end. And he will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. It's not the work of man. It's not the work of a government. It's not the work of a a human institution. The zeal of the Lord Almighty, the zeal of the Lord of angels' armies, the lord of the heavenly host the one who is sovereign over all things what is causing this one to come who is the who is the mastermind behind christmas who is the mastermind behind the son that was given and what motivated it uh none other than the lord almighty and his zeal is going to accomplish it and that's just a holy ghost moment right there. that's just a hallelujah moment right there you just just a hallelujah moment right there Boom. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Right there. See, Charlie Brown right there. Charlie Brown. I'm just trying to tell Charlie Brown, This is what Christmas is all about. Right over my right shoulder, Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Let's see. that. Let's check out the New Testament reading in Second Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1, 12 through 21. So I always remind you of these things, even though you know them and are firmly established in the truth you now have. I think it is right to refresh your memory as long as I live in the tent of this body, because I know that I will soon put it aside as our Lord Jesus Christ has made clear to me. And I will make every effort to see that after my departure, you will always be able to remember these things. For we did not follow cleverly devised stories when we told you about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ in power, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. Woo! You know what what Peter's saying? Mm, mm. Peter's saying, the one that was prophesied... The son who is wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, the prince of peace. He says what? Peter says what? We were eyewitnesses of his majesty. Yes, sir. (laughs) Yes. Peter says we didn't read it in a book, man. We didn't read it in a book. We didn't hear about it. We saw it. We saw we were eyewitnesses. To his majesty. He received honor and glory from God the Father when the voice came to him from the majestic glory saying, This is my son. Oh, man. This is my son. That's what God said. This is my son whom I love, with whom I am well pleased. We ourselves heard the voice that came from heaven when we were with him on the sacred mountain. Wow. Oh, man, we just had a little boo-boo with the podcast. Mm, I must have bumped the mic or bumped the uh, the mouse because it just stopped recording. Yow. So anyway, well, anyway, guys, uh, you're here. Um, Continuing on. Verse 19, we also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable, and you will do well to pay attention to it. Prophetic from Isaiah. As to a light shining in a dark place. (laughs) Until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of Scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation of things. For prophecy never had its origin in the human will, But prophets through, though humans, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Wow. Wow. So Peter is reflecting back on the prophetic word. And he's saying those people in darkness that that, that was spoken by the prophet, listen to their words. And they didn't just make this stuff up. It came from God. (laughs) Yes, it did. Awesome. Awesome. Good stuff. All right, Luke. Luke chapter 22, Luke twenty two fifty four 54 through 69. Let's do it. Luke twenty two fifty four 54 through 69. This is Jesus in the last week of his life being disowned. Then seizing him, they led him away and took him into the house of the high priest. Peter followed at a distance. And when some there had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and had sat down together, Peter sat down with him. Now, the irony is we, we just read a verse from Peter, right? And Peter's, now this is the, what we're reading now happened before that. So later, Peter reconciles all of that. But here, this is in real time during Jesus's ministry. Um, and we, we're going to see that Peter denies Jesus. A servant girl saw him seated there in the firelight. She looked closely at him and said, this man was with him, but he denied it. Woman, I don't know him, he said. A little later, someone else saw him and said, You are, you also are one of them. I am not. Man, man, I am not, replied Peter. About an hour later, another asserted, Certainly this fellow was with him, for he is a Galilean. Light from the right out of Galilee. Peter was also a Galilean. Peter replied, Man, I don't know what you're talking about. Just as he was speaking, the rooster crowed. The Lord turned and looked at Peter. Then Peter remembered the word of the Lord, the word the Lord had spoken to him, "Before the rooster crows today you will disown me 3 times." And he went outside and wept bitterly. The men who were guarding Jesus Jesus began mocking and beating him and they blindfolded him and demanded, "Prophesy, who hit you?" And they said many other insulting things to him. At daybreak, the council of the elders of the people, both both the chief priests and the teachers of the law, met together, and Jesus was led before them. If you are the Messiah, they said, tell us. Jesus answered, if I tell you, you will not believe me. And if I ask you, you would not answer. But from now on, the Son of Man will be seated at the right hand of the mighty God. Mighty God, mighty God. They all asked, are you then the Son of God? He replied, You say that I am. Then they said, then they said, Why do we need any more testimony? We have heard it from his own lips. Mm. The prophet says he's mighty God. Pro- Peter looking back says he's a fulfillment of the prophetic word. We saw him in uh, we were eyewitnesses to his glory. Wow awesome and then Jesus is uh, testifies himself that he's a that it's uh the glory of God that he is of God that he is the mighty one awesome all right guys so glad you guys are on today I know there's been a little bit of hookup with the with the podcast but thanks for sticking with it and uh thank you guys for being on Facebook live you know what we do we read we pray we change the world so uh hey you know what I hope you feel filled up man I am I am filled up it's awesome this is awesome stuff <laughs> uh let's pray lord thank you so much for your holy word it's living and powerful god we're just uh, in awe of your faithfulness your truthfulness that hundreds and hundreds of years before jesus you told us that you would come that you would come as mighty god everlasting father prince of peace um god we thank you thank you that you keep your word thank you that um, you deliver us that you save us Um, god we uh we are um thankful that we don't have to carry everything because you are mighty god and your yoke is easy and your burden is light Uh, lord may each one of my friends today receive that receive that truth and that power and that uh, release of knowing that you're in control, that you got it, um, that you've got them. And um, Lord, we rest in that today. In the middle of this Advent season, we rest in that truth, that you've got us. You always have, and you always will. Lord, may you encourage each and every person today, whatever special need, concern they have in their hearts, may you meet it according to your goodness and grace. We love you and give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you guys for being on today thank you for being a part of this podcast this daily prayer tomorrow we continue on with uh, isaiah chapter nine later on continuing on in verse uh beginning with verse eight we'll continue on in second peter then jumping over to the gospel of mark it's going to be great hope to see you guys tomorrow have a great day love you guys we'll see you next time bye thank you for joining us today on